Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. You know, with God, oftentimes we're running around, going throughout our days, we have a lot of things to get done. But we forget that as Christians, we are on this earth to be the light of the world. And oftentimes that means that our day is not really about task, it's about relationship. Malachi Cole has spent the past three years building relationships with the unreached people of Turkey. This is a Muslim nation with a population of over 81 million. In it, there is only one Adventist church, and its membership hovers around 30 believers. In fact, for Christianity as a whole, only seven-tenths of one percent of the population of Turkey claim Christianity. This makes Turkey one of the least reached countries on earth. A sad fact when you remember that all seven churches in Revelation are located within the borders of this nation. Missionaries like the Cole family can at times feel overwhelmed with the daily and necessary chores, made even more difficult in a foreign culture, of course. It is this struggle between task and relationship that Malachi relates to us today. He names this story, No Coincidences. You know, one such story took place when I was running around trying so hard to get my resident permit cleared. And I had to go all the way to Istanbul to the consulate, and I was sitting there outside the consulate with my wife. In fact, my wife was inside. I couldn't go inside. So here I was sitting outside while she was inside wondering, Lord, what is the purpose of all of this? Then I remembered the glow track that I had that explained Daniel chapter 2 in a beautiful way. And the Lord said to me, Trey, I've brought you here, and you do all this running around because there are people I want you to run into that you otherwise would not. I said, okay, Lord, who should receive this glow track? Right then the lady came out to get my cup of tea, and I thought, that's right, she's the one. My wife came out of her meeting, and as I went to leave, I paid, and I gave the lady the glow track, and I said, you know, this came across very logical to me. I don't know, maybe you'll find it interesting too and I gave her the glow track. Right then I had peace knowing I had done what God wanted me to do. Another time such a story took place, I was visiting my friends, and my wife and I had stayed at their house quite late in the evening. And this is very normal for Turkish culture. Oftentimes, Turkish people don't start spending time together until 9 or 10 o'clock at night, which means they stay up pretty late. This was one such night. It was about 1 in the morning, and we had begun to leave the parking lot of our friend's house. Here I was, turning my car, backing up, looking to the right, when all of a sudden, there it was. Crash! Bang! I looked to the left side, and there was my mirror, just flopping on the side of the car, broken. I had missed to see a light pole that was right in the back of the parking lot. At one in the morning, here we are in our friend's parking lot. We just happened to have some tape in the back, so we grabbed the tape, taped it on, 
And there it was, half hanging off as we drove home, tape flapping in the wind, and me thinking, man, what is the purpose of that? The next day, I told my wife, we really need to get this fixed. So we went to the car dealership and we said, hey, we have a broken mirror. Do you have any spare parts? And they said, yeah, we sure do. How much time do you have? Well, we have a few hours. Okay, we can put it on today. So they put the mirror on and we sat upstairs and they showed us some magazines, gave us some water while they were doing the work on the car. And just like that, it was done and we were gone. And while we were there, we met some really nice people. And we walked away thinking, wow, there are some really nice people that work at that car dealership. Some time had passed, actually not very much time at all, interestingly enough. About a week and a half had gone by. One evening, we were driving some friends home that had attended our Sabbath gathering. And going around a roundabout, it was pretty dark. There were a few streetlights, I remember. All of a sudden, there was another noise. bang and a dog barking and as if some tornado had just blown into my car I looked to the side and some youth young boys just ran off to the side and a dog kind of chasing them and then I looked at my mirror there it was again broken and just hanging to the side no way I thought to myself Twice in a week and a half, a broken mirror? This is insane, Lord. What is the purpose of this? So here comes the tape, whipped it out, wrapped it around the mirror, drove home, tape flapping in the wind and the mirror hanging halfway down. You know, I told my wife, there must be a reason for this. The Bible says that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Now, I have to trust that God has called me to Turkey. And God has called me to drive my car wherever I go. And I couldn't help those young guys running out into my car, being chased by a dog and breaking my mirror. So what is the purpose of all this? I was trying to wrap my head around it. Then I heard it. The Holy Spirit said to me, Malachi, there's someone at the car dealership I want you to talk to. Okay, Lord, I thought. And Lord, please show me who it is so I don't have to have a broken mirror again. I don't want to go back. You tell me who it is and I'll say whatever you want me to say, as long as I don't have to break this mirror again. Well, the day came and we called the car dealership and they said, yep, sure enough, we actually have one more mirror left. That's so funny, you need it again. Come on down and we'll put it on for you. Going down to the car dealership, I made my way to the spare parts. And there was a man sitting there, and I remember this man. He had a kind face, kind of a thin man with glasses sitting behind the computer. Very polite with everyone he spoke with on the telephone. As I sat down, I said, hey, hello, yes, of course, you remember me. And we just kind of chuckled as I began to tell him the story of how the mirror had broken off the second time. Then it was quiet for a moment, as the Holy Spirit said, now's the time. I just had to be straightforward with him and I said, my friend, I have a question for you. You see, I believe in God and I love God very much and I love to talk with God. 
and I love to pray, and I pray often. I pray for my friends, my family, and anyone I can think of. Is it possible for me to pray for you today? I believe that me breaking this mirror a second time was God's way of telling me that there was someone in this dealership that I need to talk to, and maybe I need to pray for, and I'm thinking that person might be you. Do you have something I can pray for? Whoa, his face just got a big smile on it. He just couldn't even contain himself. He began to share, oh, of course I do. I could, you could pray for this and that. He began to name off all these things. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, can you just give me a few things and let's start with those. So the man was sharing with me all of his prayer requests and I thought, whoa, that is a lot of requests. Just give me a few and we can start with that. So he began to share with me how he has a lot of debt in his life and he would like to pay that debt off. And I said, what about relationally? Is there anything in your life that we can ask God to heal or be a part of? And he thought for a moment and he said, yeah, in fact, there is. You see, I live with my wife and my son in my parents' house. And things can get pretty hectic as you try to raise your kids in your parents' house. I thought, well, I don't have kids, but I can only imagine. So he began to share with me how things are pretty tense at certain moments. And he asked if I could pray for peace to be in his parents' house. I said, absolutely. Then, just as quickly as I had come into that room, I was rushed into another room. But I sent my friend a text message. And I said, hey, I just want to let you know I just prayed for you. And I trust that God hears and answers that prayer. Almost immediately, he sent me a message back saying, Thank you so much for your prayers. I know that God hears every prayer that comes from the heart. And for me, this was a big deal because in Islam, oftentimes they don't pray from the heart. They pray rehearsed Arabic prayers that they have learned. And most of the time, they don't even know what they're saying because they don't speak Arabic. So for him to say that, I knew God is working in his life. I said a prayer myself, Lord, if this is not the guy you wanted me to talk to, you tell me who they are. I will go through this whole car dealership and pray for everyone, as long as I don't have to break my mirror and come back here again. Well, the mirror was fixed and everything was done, and I had peace knowing I didn't have to go through the whole dealership. It was just for that one man. I walked out, mirror opening and closing just perfectly, driving away ever so cautiously looking for Men running into the streets, dogs chasing them, light poles, whatever it could be, just to make sure that didn't happen again. You know, God often has plans for us, but the problem is we're so busy running our lives and oftentimes we're so busy even thinking we're serving Him that we forget to hear His voice and look at where He's leading us. Maybe when your car breaks down, or maybe when you're having a hard day, you can look back and say all things work together and God has a plan. We just need to look and be ready for what that plan is. Well, that story was a powerful reminder for us to look for opportunities to share the gospel. Thank you, Malachi. We need to look for these God-ordained arrangements and not think of them as just 
Simple coincidences. Hey, since we have a little bit of time left on today's show, can you give us a brief insight on what it's like to learn a new language? You know, this process can be very humbling. But if you have a good sense of humor, it can be also very funny. One such incident took place when we were riding a bus. You know, city buses can be pretty cram-packed. And this story just happens to take place in the wintertime. In the wintertime, it's very cold outside. And the thinking is that inside the bus it needs to be very warm so you don't get sick. So everyone ushers into the bus and they cram in, but it can feel kind of like a sauna, but not a very comfortable sauna when you're wearing your clothes and everyone's in there coughing and uh, it's not a very pretty sight sometimes. So here my wife and I get on to this bus, leaving our language class, and I'm ready. I've been learning lots of new language and I'm thinking there's always an opportunity to practice my new language. There was a woman sitting in front of me who looked as if she would die of heat. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to do her a favor and ask the man that's a little bit ahead in the bus to open the window. Well, in the Turkish language, the word for open and the word for hungry are very similar. So I thought about it in my head, I formulated my grammar just right, or so I thought, and my words, I picked them out so perfectly. Then I decided to give it a go. I was ready. So I yelled out, Hey! Oh, penjre achuk! Hey! That window's hungry! Then everyone on the bus just turned and looked at me like, what is he saying? And then I was able to motion to the lady sitting in front of me that she was dying of heat and just kind of through the Tarzanja, the Tarzan language of asking them to open the window, they finally understood what I was saying. You know, this is a humbling experience, but can also be a fun one if you take your time. That's all the time we have for today. To read more mission stories or to support missionaries like the Cole family, open your browser to afmonline.org and select the Missionaries tab. That's afmonline.org. Thank you for listening to Frontier Missions Journal. God bless.